Hello, welcome back to Enter the Asylum, a podcast where two brothers try and watch every single asylum film ever produced. We're your uh, lost hosts, Benjamin. I'm your lost uh, uh, host, John. Help me! <laughs> All right, how's it going, John? Uh, how I'm was your week? Great. Oh, my week was well busy, but there isn't really anything to talk, uh, interesting to talk about because it's all Rook stuff. So, sure, how sure. was your week? It's good. I'm planning to go watch Jurassic uh, World two later. Today. Ah, I'm looking forward to that. I, I, as it so happens, I didn't get to attend the premiere of the new Jurassic World, but I did walk by where they were setting up, and there were a bunch of dinosaur uh, like sculptures and whatnot. They were set little props that they had set up, so that was kind of neat. If I'd stuck around, maybe I would have gotten to see Jeff Goldblum, but that didn't happen because I had Rook. So. Oh. <laughs> Surprisingly little dinosaurs in today's film we watched today, actually. Oh, are you referring to King of the Lost World? Uh, 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 uh. No, this movie is shit. <laughs> uh, apparently based off the uh, Sir, Arful, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle uh, book, The Lost World. Yes, any, uh, despite the fact that the uh, it has a large killer ape on the poster, and it, that is the main monster of the movie, and it came out the same year as a Peter Jackson film called King Kong, which happens to be about a large killer ape, you should in no way, no way think that this movie has anything to do with Peter Jackson's King Kong. That would be an absurd notion insane even absolutely crazy something i find always weird is that a slime concert refers to their mockbusters as tie-ins <laughs> which um well <laughs> well actually that? that's kind of clever actually because a tie-in product is like hey you like the original now check out this thing and usually a tie-in product is like a novel or a video game or like you know or just like a piece of merchandise that's what a tie-in product normally means so what the asylum is saying is we're not the original thing we're not that original thing you love but you can enjoy us as a compliment to the original thing uh, but yeah, this is the second Asylum Mockbuster, and um, you know when you have your the first, first official Mockbuster, really. When when you have your first Mockbuster, like the first one was War of the Worlds for the Asylum. When when you do when the studio does their first like ripoff film, they can kind of overcome that. They can kind of wave the hand wave that away and be like, yeah, no, that's a fluke. You know, you look at DreamWorks animation. They had ants and Shark Tale, and you know, but they were far enough apart that, like, obviously, people point out the differ uh, the similarity to you know uh, certain Pixar films that may or may not have come out in the exact same year. Um, but you know, I mean, they were able to sort of hand wave that away and go, eh, whatever. We and then they went on to do their own more original animation and they managed to you know make a name for themselves on that um so you could do one mockbuster and not you know not not be not be uh tied to that to that notion tied to that uh reputation but when you do your second well that's when you're committing to it and this is where the asylum is committing to it yeah um for sure this film is, I don't know, it's pretty obviously aping off King Kong. Aping off King Kong. Ah! <laughs> ah! No, 
Kill, but fuck this movie. Yeah. Um, let's get into it, I guess. Um, well, I guess, I don't know. This is like the when Asylum gets really into mockbusters, because the next films we're we'll be watching are just mockbusters, purely. Oh, yeah. It's so. it's all ripoffs from here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, the, this film begins with a lovely Vista shot of, I believe, is South America. Uh, no. Nope. It's stock footage of of Hawaii. Uh, it's all the same parts of Hawaii from the Jurassic Park films. Ah. It's it's so obviously the same cliffs. When when the when the credit sequence started started up, I started doing the Jurassic Park theme. The da 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 <laughs> da. And then the credit sequence lasted like two minutes long, so um, I had to like find other things to amuse myself with while that that just lasted interminably long. Well, don't worry, because the film immediately then begins after the credits end, follow the sort of lovely vista shots of the island. It means sort of a plane crashing into the island. A CGI plane smashing into the side of a hill. So, yeah. um, We sort of see the sort of... uh, Everyone's sort of in panic and shock inside the airplane. Um, The airplane seems mostly fine and also seems to have landed on the The beach, not the mountain. seems fine. I mean, obviously it's broken apart, but like, okay... This is my this is a this is my my pet peeve because I have watched. What there's you have doc- pet peeves in this film? That's there's absurd. This doc- there's this documentary series which, is, depending on which country you call, you view it in, it's either called Mayday or Air Crash Investigation. Uh, but it's a lot of it's on YouTube, and um, and I I went through a period where I was really obsessed with this show, so. I have, and it's all about like reenactments of real airplane crashes. So I know an unhealthy amount about, you know, uh, what a, you know, plane crash, you know, might look like. This plane crash looks fine. Like, yes, it's broken apart. Yes, people have like died. But in the beginning, we see that plane smash into the yes. hillside. Um... Everyone would be dead instantly. Now, what's even more weird is that uh, the cockpit is missing. Um, the cockpit, see the has cockpit been to like the end of the film either. Flung into the distance, and a lot of people are like pretty unscathed. Like that photographer lady, like to- Tomb Raider lady, is just like, "Come on, I gotta get out, get out." She's just unfazed while, like, you know, the fuselage is just split apart, and they're all just like, "Oh, what's? Oh no, where's where's yeah. Gloria? Where's Gloria?" Yeah, one of the flight attendants is looking for her friend named Gloria. Uh, who's for some reason um, she's asking a random person for help and not the other flight attendants, I guess. I guess the idea is that she's in shock, but I mean, like. We then cut to on. Gloria, uh, who's in a tree for some reason. Uh, she's just in there. And uh, she How sees... the fuck did she get up there? No, I guess she uh, landed there. The 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 also yeah this this is the other thing this is the other thing about this this plane crash set is that the because like later on they're like underneath the fuselage there's like a girl trapped in like a seat on un, like underneath another row of seats and they have to like get like the 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 bar to like pry the seats off and it just falls off like instantly like it probably weighs like five pounds oh man they um, tried real hard to make it look real heavy though 
but like it's underneath the fuselage and you're like and you're looking at the position of it and again this is the pet peeve watching lots of air crash investigation where i'm just looking at going like how the fuck did that get there nothing about this plane crash makes any sense how did this get there how did that get there how did that get there they're on the same island as lost i think this is pretty clear and it's all sort of magic (laughs) it's all magic it makes the most sense really but yeah, so Glory's in the tree, and uh, she sees uh, King Kong or uh, no, no, giant no, ape. No, 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 we don't speak his name. We don't speak his name. It. <laughs> I don't know what you wanted me to call it. No, but but remember what she said later on in the movie. We don't speak its name. It. I guess if you want to call it it. We just speak. We just. It's he. We just speak of it as he. Bum. Him. I don't know. Him. Um. Well, we we don't know its gender though. I don't know. Well, they do refer to it as him. Yeah, but they're just sort of they, saying that. I'll, I'll explain. We'll explain who they are when we get there. Yeah. So uh, King Kong then proceeds to uh, take her from the tree. No, 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 no! It's not King Kong. <laughs> it's King Kong. Let's be honest. We don't call it King Kong. We don't. We don't. We don't speak of its name. Okay. For fear of copyright infringement. Well, we need a better term than it, though. Or we no one knows who we're talking about. Because we're gonna call everyone it, basically. Uh, this film. You, you can call it Kong. I was just, I was just, I just was committed to the bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, King Kong just eats her immediately. It looks like she, he just stomps on her. He just like picks up his foot and just plaps. No, no, because he grabs her and he, uh, he, she bite, he bites her head down. Oh, is that it? Oh, yeah. Well, the CGI in this is so terrible. I can't oh. really. T- and it's it's so spastic. It's like it's that like. Uh, Really like fast moving spastic CGI. Yeah, the yeah. Just imagine the King Kong. It's like it's the, lots uh, of motion. It's lots of motion blur and lots of just like. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, imagine the King Kong from the uh, 2006 film, 2005 film. Now, don't imagine that. No, imagine that, but just make him really blurry. Just, just cover any detail in the character. Just make it super blurry. And that's and sort of ma- the idea. And then make and then make him look like uh, he's in one of those like old timey silent films where everyone's sped up like yeah. like twice as fast. Do 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 do. You know. It's why all those like alien uh, videos on YouTube—they're always super blurry. So you can't really make out any details. It's sort it, of the same thing c- with the CGI here. It, it it kind of the the motion of King Kong reminds me of. Um, What's that? Um, what's that all CG like the 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 ginormous bulk or something? Do you know what I'm talking about? The one with the purple. It's like the Hulk ripoff, and it's like all CGI. And there's a big purple monster called like the the Incredible Bulk or something. This is a this is a poll, John. Uh, it's a big poll. Red Letter Media did this. Yeah, I know. Like, I know what but this, is. this is a huge poll. If, but, it, but like the CGI in this movie is similar to like the movements are similar to that. It certainly isn't as awful though. Let's be honest. It's no, no, not no. Great, the, but it's not. I don't bad mean overall. I just mean the movements of the sure, CGI. Sure. Sort of sped up weirdly, awkwardly. Yeah, yeah. Just very spastic and sped up. Um, so we cut back to the plane after she sort of dies. And this is the last time you see uh, Kong until uh, an hour and seven minutes into the film. Yeah, hope you so, enjoyed the ki- your King of the Lost World because uh, you're not going to see him until like the last like ten minutes of the film. Yeah, uh, and thank goodness there's, of course, doctors on the plane, as they always is. It's a good thing. There's always at least like two doctors stationed at every sort of airport. One of them played by uh, uh, the pastor and from War uh, of the, the evil Egyptologist uh, and the e- evil Egyptologist. From Egyptologist, Legion, yes, from Legion of the Dead. 
They, of course, do their mummies, like that uh, bumper sticker said. Oh, my God. Ooh, I boy. forgot about that. Don't remind me of that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. One of them's a doctor, and he's sort of checking up, checking up on everyone. Uh, he checks up on this guy who's clearly evil, and he's clutching a briefcase. He's like, get away he's, from me. He's the guy from Tron. He's the old guy. He's got, like, like, uh, uh, like short, like, you know, grain hair. He's got this briefcase uh, that he w- uh, uh, will not let go of. And, yeah, apparently he was he was Tron. Wait, what? It was he, the actor is from, or? Yeah, the actor. Yeah, ah, the actor. Okay. That's, his, that's, that's the main thing he's famous for. Interesting. The guy person in this film. That's amazing. Well... A somewhat washed up person, probably, but you know, but a person nonetheless. Mm. Yeah. Um, so uh, both of them are called. There's another person he's with, uh, who is an engineer, I believe. Um, they're sort of both looking around the airplane, helping people out, and their names are Ed Malone and John Roxton. I'm glad you remember these, because I sure as hell will not. Yes, these two characters are from uh, the same name from the Lost World book. Uh, different characters, but same name. So, and I'm sure we're gonna stay uh, faithful to the storyline of the book. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. And there's this sort of a um, clash between the survivors, where they're deciding where they should look for the other section of the uh, cockpit, or to stay at the part of the airplane, wait for survivor, uh, rather not survivors, but a rescue team to come pick them up. Uh- Okay, this fight annoyed the shit out of me because at one point in there he says the engine is still on fire. You got to get away from the plane, and all the uh, uh, other survivors are like, "No, we have to stay here." It's like in any plane crash, what people would be doing is, and this, and again, this comes, this here's my pet peeve coming from watching lots of air crash investigation. What always happens is we got to get away from the plane. We got to get away from the plane. That's the first thing everyone wants to do get away from the wreckage because it's on fire it's dangerous there's like shattered components everywhere you can cut yourself on it's like it's it's super risky the very first thing everyone wants everyone instinctively wants to do is get away from the wreckage and here they're all like no we gotta stay we gotta stay right here next to the wreckage and there's no there's no like there's no in between it's either like we have to traverse and i mean because like their idea is stupid too we have to go all the way across the jungle to find the cockpit because that's where the black box will be um and so that's where the rescue team will be it's like if the rescue team's coming to this i almost called it an island it's not it's somewhere in the amazon um if the rescue team is coming to somewhere in the Amazon, they'll probably find the wreckage of along the way. That's, you know, plane crashes are, you know, pretty easy to piece together when they happen on land. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, but no, there can't be any in-between here. There can't be like, okay, well, let's move away from the wreckage so that we're safe, but not so much that we, you know, risk injury to the people who are seriously injured. Nope, nope, it's got to be one or the other. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the engine never does explode. I guess so. Oh man, that's right. They 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 start like they yeah they decide to like the the little party uh, decides to start moving to the jungle and they're just going off and and nothing happens. Yeah, I wanted there to be like when they start moving away. I wanted you'd be able to hear like boom in the <laughs> distance. 
Uh, now, those people do come back later, but not for a little while. There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like, so he brings on a group of, like, I guess eight other people, including Briefcase Man um, and some other nameless characters. Uh, hot photographer, Tomb Raider lady, yeah. uh, uh, flight attendant looking for Gloria, um, uh, weenie utter doctor man, um, oh fuck, uh, probably a couple others who, who just became ca- cannon fodder. Yeah, speaking of cannon fodder, uh, they come across a giant spider web. Oh uh, boy, it's a lot, must be a lot of spiders in this island. Yeah, just oh man, it's for a bunch I, of spiders. Fuck, I keep forgetting this isn't supposed to be an island, even though it's clearly an island because we saw like ocean and coastline in the opening shots. Yeah, while they're so while they're going around the spider web sort of region, uh, begin to hear hissing sounds. So I first thought, is oh no, there's a snake here, but it turns out to just be a, a spider making sort of snake sounds. Um, I I just assumed it was a spider because we saw the spider web. I don't, sure, I sure. Don't know. I, I assume there was gonna be some snake thing happening too, or whatever. Because oh. the spider just makes hissing sounds, like a snake, and not a spider. Uh, it's a giant spider. It can make whatever noise it wants. Yeah, it's not that there's, big though compared to giant spiders. You know, there's there's probably some spiders that hiss. I don't know. Anywho, it eats a person. Uh, yep. So that happens. Glum. Oh, and they, 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 they don't run away. Like, they see it, and they're all just kind of, like, standing around, just like, like, uh, uh. They're all kind of, like, like standing around, and, they, and like, it, it's up to, like, Australian pastor uh, e- Egyptology man to, like, be like, go, run, run, run. It's like, no, at the first sight of a giant spider, everyone would be gone in, like, every fucking direction. But, no, you have to, you, you need your guy, you need your your heroic lead to to tell everyone to run uh yeah so they then run over to the um uh the, they, they, find, they sort of find the cockpit of the plane uh but i'd rather explain that they realize there's no black box in there like they thought they would and it's actually not their plane it's actually just another piece of another person's plane mm-hmm. so there's a second jet plane that uh, cr- a, a passenger jet that has crashed and this not island. I like one of the questions, which is, um, uh, did we crash in the other plane? <laughs> like, what? No, no. If you not. had, you'd all be dead because that's how <laughs> plane crashes rock. If you were to happen to crash an airplane, there's not gonna be a lot left, really. Um, they ask a lot of really dumb questions in this film. Oh my god! Like questions, they get... sh- it's all these questions they should know the answer to. They just ask. We're gonna anyway. get to some choice ones. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so they they basically all decide to stay the night in the area because of fear of predators and an oncoming rainstorm. Uh, man, um, Ed just hates peanuts. I've seen enough peanuts. I've been to know I don't want no fucking peanuts. Dude, peanuts are awesome, and planes don't give out enough peanuts these days. That 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 feels so dated. You know, honestly, that's such a two. That's such an early two thousands thing. Remember when they? Remember when they still handed out peanuts on airplanes? No. Now it's just like now it's just like well, no, you wouldn't because you're too young. But like back in the day, they actually like that was super common. And then there was like peanut allergies, and so then it just became like okay, we only hand out like 
maybe a little bag of pretzels or like you know like a little bag of cookies i prefer the cookies um, to be honest i don't know oh i'll take the peanuts any day southwest airlines is the only one that still hands out peanuts on a regular basis and i love them for it um yeah so i <laughs> mean he's getting real pissy um because i he has some relationship with the reporter girl um and uh she's trying to feed him peanuts basically he's like i hate peanuts get away from me it's like dude what else are you eating right now yeah they have no food they have no food eat your damn peanuts this is your only food supply oh man what if he's allergic to peanuts and that's like all (laughs) they they had to eat uh yeah okay with that watch it break out suddenly briefcase man arrives to the plane he just sort of walked there i guess he just just got there there. Yeah, yeah he just got there um, he sort of explains that he they, just sort of incidentally they've there. they've encountered a giant spider and they didn't immediately flee back to the original plane crash. Well, they they, they, they sort of implied that it was too dangerous to go back. I guess. Did they? Yeah. Seems like it'd be more dangerous to continue on. I guess so. I don't know. They'd have they they then have to go back to through the spider nest. I guess to get back though, since they ran. The wrong direction, or go around it, or something. I don't know. There's no around in this. I- it's an island. Remember, you can't go around. It's not things. an island. It's the Amazon. Okay, <laughs> I forgot which one it's which now. It's the Amazon. Okay. They said it's the Amazon later on in the movie, and I was just like, "Fuck you!" It's so obviously an island from all the stock footage of Hawaii at the start of this movie. So they, and also because it's a King Kong ripoff. I can't remember why, but they start going outside the plane to explore for some reason. And then, so one of the guys then gets grabbed by a snake, maybe? Vine. Vine? Are you sure? Just a vine, because that's what she refers to it as but later on. he says on, it's the... a snake, the guy getting grabbed by it. Well, he says that, but, like, later on, uh, what's her name? The flight attendant says, like, refers to, like, like we've, had, we've yeah. had, to, like, kind of, like, a giant spider and a man-eating vine. That's what she says. But um, it's it's an incredibly poorly shot scene. It's very dark. You just see, like, a couple of guys fall over and get dragged and whatnot. You have no idea what's attacking them. I guess we're just going to have to go with man-eating vine. Yeah. So he's, he's dead. Um, he's gone. Ed tries to save him, but fails. And then, while sort of heading back to camp, Ed then falls down a hole. Um, and sort of disoriented, he freaks out. We don't get to see what he's sort of looking at. But uh, John above him then is like, oh, I'm going to throw you down my flashlight. And he's just sort of puny, awful, sort of lame flashlight. <laughs> they couldn't light anything. It's good ones- enough for that guy, though. I guess so. Um, he sees a Velociraptor head. Uh, that looks like a Velociraptor head, rather. Or like some kind of like giant crocodile head or something. I don't know. Well, it's stuck through a, like a spear, basically. And Yeah, um, a giant, giant spear. And he also sees a ladder that's heading back up the hole, which causes one of the uh, girls to say, uh, "We're See, I told you, we're not alone. You just didn't tell a shit what you're <laughs> talking about. There's already a plane wreckage you found already, so obviously you're not alone. So already, oh, obviously, people here. Obviously. Um. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually like a dragon. Uh, they sort of imply. No, that's what she says. The flight attendant girl is like, that looks like a fucking dragon. 
Well, they state that later, but I only knew, knew it was a dragon because the description of the film states they're dragons in this film. I didn't look there. at the description of this film. Um, and the spears apparently have primitive markings on them, which for some reason he knows somehow. What would that mean, primitive markings? It got, uh, it got symbols on it. Ooh. Is that what that means? Because I think primitive markings means like it's really old. I don't know. It's it's clearly not old though. It it sounds sciency. Yeah. <laughs> Again, both these both our main characters are experts in everything. So. Mm-hmm. They're 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 science spurts. Yeah. Uh, we then quickly cut to all the people who stayed behind at the wreckage, uh, getting captured by the uh, mysterious the natives. N- natives of the Lyle of. Amazon, I guess. Who all have like skull makeup? It makes more sense for this place to be an island though than the Amazon. It does make it. more sense. It's just too bad they specifically said it's the Amazon. <laughs> We're they're trying to go off the book, which is about dinosaurs. In the Amazon, yeah. No, that's something they totally shoehorned in here to be like, no, see, it's not King Kong because it's in the Amazon. And there's no dinosaurs and only a, a giant monkey. But there are giant insects. Uh, there's a spider. That's not an insect. That's not well, there's also giant. There's also giant scorpions. Scorpions aren't insects either. Oh, f- fuck off. <laughs> there's you know no giant means. insects in this film. Oh, fooey. Um, so then everyone sort of wakes up on the ground, um, our main group. And they're just they're sleeping on the ground for some reason. They didn't go back to the plane. Uh, one of them is injured. Oh, uh, this is where photography lady is starts like hyperventilating, right? Uh, 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 reporter girl does never hyperventilate. It's the um, the person who hyperventilates is the girl who was crushed a bit, though they helped get her up pick her up oh it's her yeah. oh god okay sorry <laughs> sorry, it's the, sorry th- these people this, are confusing to follow this this well i mean everything is shot so dark and like and they're all wearing the same kind of tattered clothing it's kind of hard to tell them apart yeah um so they're helping one of the people out who's been injured at some point and uh he needs to get like a knife uh to i assume disinfect the wound somehow uh, he, to catarize the wound, yeah, yeah, he's correct. gotta like you know like take his lighter and and everything. Um, so when he's going to get that knife, a briefcase man suddenly takes out a gun and uh, points it at Ed. Um, because he's obviously evil. He's an evil guy. Yeah. yeah, he's Tron guy. Um, he's like, calm down. I just want to take a knife. And he's like, yeah, okay. He puts he, he puts the gun down. But don't touch my briefcase. Yeah. Uh, so they start trying to disinfect the wound. Um, he uses a lighter and he puts rubs over the knife for like a couple seconds. I'm not sure that's enough time. Uh, uh, it's fine. I'm sure. Yeah, don't worry about and it. And then they find some maggots to he's help. A, he's a he's a doctor expert man, expertist man. Don't they, worry about it. Yeah, they get some magnets, uh, rather, rather maggots in the dirt. Maggots. And then they rub it over her wound. The 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 explanation being that the maggots will consume the infected part. And someone goes, "Are you kidding me?" And and they go, "Like, no, it's, it's some backwards medicine." Is what they say. It's a backwards medicine, is what they say. 
This is, I mean, okay, A, that was incredibly stupid, but B, this really annoys the shit out of me. In King Kong, which I understand this has nothing to do with Peter Jackson's King Kong, but for sake of comparison, Peter Jackson's King Kong, there's a very consistent, there's a consistency to the size of the creatures on the island. Everything is supersized. Here, it's only some things that are supersized, so why don't we get supersized maggots? Um, I don't know. Was everything supersized in the film, though? Yeah, sure, they were just everything. like little tiny flies or whatever. No, everything was supersized. Even the mosquitoes were giant. The mosquitoes were giant. The flies were giant. Definitely the like the centipedes and the spiders were giant. Everything was giant. There was no, there were no regular sized bugs in King Kong. Hmm. I don't know. And of course, the other, it, it, while we're comparing, the other thing that bugs me is that in King Kong, there's sort of a clear uh, reason why the party of, of people are, are trekking through the island. It's because they're, they're trying to... Uh, Jack Black's character is like, you know, the director, and he's heard about all the crazy animals on this island, and so he's going to film it. And so he's like pushing them on, like, we have to, we have to record this, you know, we'll be famous, you know. There's a very, there's a, there's a clear reason for, you know, the group to like press on and, and to, you know, to, to, to explore this island. Here, it's just like, it's it's really vague. It's it's just ah, oh, we gotta find the cockpit. Why black box is there? Yeah, but why? Eh. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So I suppose to clarify your thing about why your thing isn't giant is a better question is why are they even giant things in the first place? If it's the Cause Amazon, because it's, it's the Amazon. <laughs> Well, that is that is where uh, Arthur Cohen Doyle's novel is set, right? In the Amazon. Well, that's well, no. These dinosaurs in that film, though, in the book rather, it's just about dinosaurs. I don't think there's any giant insects in that that book. I'm pretty sure it's just dinosaurs. But and but it is the men. but it is the Amazon. Yes. Hmm. So the point is, he thinks dinosaurs live in the Amazon. That's where they go there. They also find a tribe of ape men in there too. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> This film has neither dinosaurs nor, nor ape men, so. But it's has really it... bullshit that this movie doesn't have dinosaurs because that is that was the coolest thing about that was the only cool thing about Peter Jackson's King Kong. Well, I, besides the giant bugs, was the <laughs> giant dinosaurs. Those those like like King Kong itself, like the monster King Kong itself. He was boring. All the char- all the human characters were boring, but the giant dinosaurs and the giant bugs were awesome. And there are no giant dinosaurs in this movie. And so and we I got uh, giant dragons. And we actually see a dragon sword swoop by. And it sort of freaks everyone out. You just see the shadow of it. And yeah. They sort of, we got to get moving now before it attacks us. And they sort of, uh, they carry her, uh, the woman who's injured. I don't think she ever actually gets a name. I think it's like Diane, maybe. <laughs> Who cares? Well, she pops up later. She's a, she does have a, some bit of a role later on. So, um, while they're going, they walk by. Sort of this is sort of vista shot. And they so they walk by this giant handprint that's in the ground. Oh yeah, an an ape handprint, like like not Kong's hand, uh, footprint. Um, they don't really seem to acknowledge it. Or care they sort of it walk all, by it. It also looks way bigger than not Kong himself. And then we randomly see dude get killed by something after the scene. 
He's just sort of wandering uh, around. He gets killed by something. He yeah. He just like falls to a bush. Basically, they don't reflect like, on this. They don't go back to it. He just gets killed by a thing. I he's think he's just gone. I it might. I think I saw hands, but I couldn't really be bothered to check again. I it was really hard to tell. It was, yeah. Um, so the flight attendant then says, "Look, I found the cockpit." And then they run up, and then they we see it's actually a military fighter jet. It's so fucking <laughs> obviously like an F seventeen <laughs> on the side of like, and also how was it still intact? Like it crashed in like the trees, and like it's still totally intact. But it's obviously a military jet, and they're like, "No, that's not the cockpit. That's a different plane." Yeah. So it's yeah. Uh so obviously not it's so obviously not and then and then to to add insult to injury when they get there when they get to the plane wreck you see the close-up of the plane wreck and there's like a jet engine hanging from a wing it's not even the same fucking plane also uh correction uh the wreckage plane identified as an f-18 navy fighter is actually an a3 sky warrior an older and much larger u.s navy plane using the vietnam war as a bomber and jamming uh aircraft so uh yeah what fucking ever (laughs) just want to clarify that Oh, uh, you're waiting for the IMDb page, I see. No, no, not. that. I knew this information. Of course you did. Because you're a plane expert. <laughs> um, no, but it's it's infuriating. It's just, just like, yeah, just shot to, just she, shot, to shot. Things are, that, like, um, so fucking different. Uh, she is also a flight attendant, right? She should sort of. She should probably know what her plane looks like. Maybe. I also. I also like how how flight attendants in like in these things where you have like castaways, like you know, hey, in, like also, islands or jungles or whatnot. Flight attendants have to keep the the flight attendant character has to keep the flight attendant outfit on, even when it makes no sense. So she's still got like the net, like the whole like tie, like neckerchief thing around her neck, and she's still like you know like wearing the her like pin. the dress shirt, yeah. the skirt, and everything. It's like, don't you want to, you know, take the tie off? Don't you want to, like, you're, no, you're in the John, we jungle. gotta fetishize all these people. Oh god. Um, no, it's even more because, absurd. No, no, it's more, it's more, it's 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 more obvious than that. It's how we know she's the flight attendant if she if she's not wearing the flight attendant outfit, the whole flight attendant outfit. What's weird is surely the flight attendant should be in charge right now. Yeah, they should have the most. You're rem- right. They should have the most sort of experience, or at least knowledge, of what to do. They, they should have the most experience. They have the most authority. But they're, but, but they're women. Yeah. Well, one of them is a guy. I think he might be one of the pilots. Wait, something. really? Yeah, because the guy of the, uh, he has um, the black tie on. He gets killed immediately by the vine. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Well, he never. Okay. I yeah, think he's he, the pilot. Maybe. Did he? Did he even have a? Sp- Spoken lines. Yeah, I think he says, "I'm gonna get killed. I'm dying here." <laughs> I think that's his line. I'm cannon fodder. Bye, yeah. folks. Um. Yeah, they should probably be in charge. It it makes the most sense. They uh, would know what to do in the event where uh, a plane crashes and you're like, you know, moving bodies away from the wreckage and, you know, what to do when waiting for help. Like they're all they're all told this information. They don't none of them reflect on it, though. It's all the doctor guy and uh, both Ed and John. 
who basically no doctor passenger scientist man makes all the decisions and people follow him or don't follow him there's never any sort of yeah like input from the from the flight attendants being like no no uh, the the protocol is you wait here like you know you wait this period of time here's our supplies here's our rations uh help is on the way here's how it'll reach us you know here's how long we probably have to wait nothing like that yeah the reporter then asks uh ed if the bombs are active and ed's first reaction to hearing this is then to start aggressively shaking the bomb compartment clink 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 um, she starts freaking out and it's like, no, I got a great idea. Let's uh, hotwire the bomb to make a flare. And luckily, Briefcase Man that, can do that's that. That's how that works. I don't think that <laughs> that's how that works. Briefcase Man knows exactly how to do that. I so. think I think when you shoot a missile from a fighter jet, I think it's a little bit different than shooting a rocket up off from the ground. I, I think I think they're slightly John. I think they're slightly different slightly different things going on here. Um yes brief briefcase man starts trying to mess around with it. While he's doing that, one of the girls says, uh, that guy has a gun and a cigar. Bastard. Cigars. Bastard. That's right, because he's smoking a cigar at this point. Yeah. What a bastard. He's got cigars. Cigars are gross. You shouldn't want a cigar, especially when you're in the fucking jungle. Like, ugh, it's all muggy and, you know, hot, and you're probably starving. Why the fuck would you want a cigar? Uh, because he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, the villain. <laughs> he's a, he's an evil, he's evil man. It's not really but, that. But evil, she's, actually, but she's not the evil villain, man. Why the fuck would she want a cigar? No, I think she's angry that the guy is, uh, has luxuries, I think. He has luxuries, but he doesn't have food and water. No, he just needs a cigar. That's his whole point. Um, Ed has a degree in everything, and he's also apparently an electrical engineer. And he uh, he helps mess around with the bomb. They plan to head out to see higher ground to test out the flare. So sort of heading up to sort of uh, upper mountain region where they find some caves. Is this where we suddenly are in desert scenery? Yeah. In this jungle, we're suddenly in the southwest United States. Well, they're on a mountain, so there's less foliage. I think they're, they're trying to apply. In this in this tropical yep. jungle, there's suddenly <laughs> red rocks yep. and like bare cliffs with no vegetation on it whatsoever. And cave tunnels full of giant scorpions. And cave tunnels that probably that look like the caves in Griffith Park, which they probably are. Yeah, they it's filmed in Griffith Park. They, Wait, are you being serious? Yeah, one location is oh. Griffith Park. Oh shit! Okay, so so it's actually the caves of Griffith Park. I, I was thinking like, oh, that that looks like it could be them. Why are they a bunch of scorpions? Like, there's like desert scorpions, by the way, and they're in the Amazon. Does that make sense? Oh, to- oh god. Also, there's that regular sized scorpion that like crawls on photography lady in that yeah. one moment, and I was like, "Why is there a normal sized scorpion?" I thought we were on the island. Well, no, of a that, giant. that's actually just a small scorpion that became a larger scorpion. I think. You so you think after she flicked it off, it became a giant? scorpion? No, 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 no. That, that was a tiny, tiny scorpion. Those really tiny scorpions that became larger, but because of sort of perspective difference of sizes, it's a large scorpion, but it's not a larger scorpion. It would become a massive scorpion if that makes sense that does make that makes no sense <laughs> a small scorpion becomes a large scorpion but a, just a normal large scorpion becomes a huge scorpion 
So you're saying it's so even though it looks exactly like the normal size scorpions in our uh, uh, plays, it's actually a, a a larger version of a smaller scorpion. Well, yeah. So the scorpion saying. the size of my thumb would probably not grow up to be this like a, the size of like you know a person, but the scorpion the size of my hand would probably grow to the size of a person. So you're saying this is one of those scorpions, this is a giant version of one of those scorpions that's the size of your thumb. Yeah. Even though it doesn't actually look like one of the scorpions is the size of your thumb, it looks like one of our normal-sized scorpions. Yeah. Well, it's the Amazon, so. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Rules are different, clearly. It's also a magical uh, island, not. Anywho, uh, they start exploring some caves <laughs> for some reason. They yeah, scorpions just... in the caves. Just poke around in there, see what you find. Um, John and Ed have sort of a heart-to-heart conversation where it's like, John is uh, like, I'm not sure I can take care of these people. And Ed's like, you can do it. You, we'll not, we won't let them die tonight. He's like, yeah, okay. And then John then proceeds Tomorrow, to get yes, but not tonight. John then proceeds to get immediately get then killed by the giant scorpions. Yes! <laughs> right after our that main, heart-to-heart conversation. Our main character, arguably, gets killed about halfway through by giant scorpions. And he's pastor man slash yeah. evil Egyptologist. Um, so he's, he's dead. Um, reporter uses her lens camera to take quick flashes of light to scare away the scorpions. But it's mostly all in vain because then they all get captured by the um, the natives. natives. Yeah. So they're all sent over. They've all been captured now. They're all sent to the so, leader. Um, so um, when the leader, so the leader kind of like you know, toys with the with the with the female prisoners a little bit, and then briefcase man talks to them. One of the things I, I really wish they did was um, so he's sort of he's sort of like rubbing all the women's faces and everything and then he walks up to Briefcase Man and looks like he's gonna about to rub his face. Too. I totally oh, wanted that to happen. Oh my god, yes, I want that. It's like so you're gonna feel me up too. <laughs> I wish they did it. Oh my god, that'd been great. Um, but did you notice anything um, interesting about the uh, <clears throat> native language uh, that they're speaking? Is it an actual language or is it just sort of nonsensical? Just like jibber words, I wasn't I sure. Think it, I think it's Italian. Okay, I thought they're just doing sort of. They're just saying made up words and then putting them in a sentence or whatever. I, 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 it's probably just made up words, but I swear to God, it sounds like Italian. And they're even doing little hand gestures. So like when the when the like the uh, briefcase guy is like talking, he's like via uh, so. Well, first of all, hold on, hold on. Monstro. He says Monstro. Briefcase man can just speak the language for some reason. Oh, well, we'll get to that. I no, mean, even, even the expa- explanation they give doesn't make any sense, though. But, like, but but like so, yeah, like, native guy, king native guy with, like, his skull face paint on when he's talking. It sounds, half the time he's just speaking English, and then half the time it sounds like he's speaking Italian. And it's just, like, a weird blend between the two. Nothing sounds like an actual, like, I don't know, like, like native South American language or Polynesian language or whatever you want to, you know, uh, denote to, you know, African, what have you. Nothing that you want to, like, you know, denote sort of an exotic feel to it. No, it sounds fucking Italian, and they're even doing little like hand gestures, what like you know, while do it. Well, everyone Not, here like, is super very pronounced. Caucasian. 
Oh my god, yes. Oh my god. Which I guess yes. implies they're all from the airplane crashes, I suppose. But I swear to god, I swear to god, uh um briefcase man says monstro when he's trying to speak in their language. Mm. It's it's like you're speaking Italian. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Um so he, the uh, leader gets angry that he knows language and um the Italian mobster. <laughs> yeah. The native Italian mobster. They all send them over to the sort of the prison area, and the, uh, the, the to, is... to be fair, Italy Italy is a barbaric culture, and I'm sure they do feel up women in exactly the way he does. Peace, so, John. I, I, I... <laughs> calm down. Hey, no other country. Calm down, uh, John. Uh, no other country has so many porn stars who become politicians. I'm just putting that out there. We do, really. No, no, not yet. Not uh, yet. We're getting uh, there. Uh, we're getting mm, there, but not yet. Uh, mm, I don't know. Anywho, <laughs> we'll stay away from that topic. No, no, we'll stay on this topic. Uh, so they find someone in the prison area um, who they who was also captured. And they all treat him super weirdly. Like It's like, whoa, who is that person? Who are you? What are you doing? Can you even speak English? Who is he? And he's just, like, kind of, like, punched over. Just, like, he's obviously been there for a really long time. Uh, and luckily, he can speak English. And uh, he implies that the dragons help keep King Kong away. Uh, and basically, they're going to be sacrificed, more or less, mm-hmm. to keep the dragons at bay. Which then, to keep then keep King Kong at bay. We, and then, they, they fear they fear him more than the um, something ones is what one of the native girls says. Yeah, a briefcase man is like um, <laughs> basically says, oh, "Man, this person's on drugs." And then one of the girls says, "I thought something in that hut smelled familiar." And one looks at them and says, "What? I'm from California." Oh my god. But oh, that guy was smoking movie. a pipe as well, so that's sort of where the smell came from. So I'm not sure why she's sort of implying that he was too smoking that dank weed. This is movie so fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a briefcase man also tells them they apparently had a mission on the island. Or the Amazon. Uh... It's so obviously an island. <laughs> Fuck you, Asylum. <laughs> You're not fooling anyone. Uh, yeah, he says he's a mission here. Um, that's I'm sorry, no, it's, it's not even an island. It's obviously, like, you know, the botanical gardens in the back of, like, you know, in, in some, like, city somewhere or something. In California. It's botanical gardens and Griffith Park somewhere in, you know, somewhere in L.A. It's, and it's, get ready. Uh, Here's some dumb asylum bullshit. You ready? Oh, this, I'm always this ready for dumb asylum bullshit. asylum bullshit. Here we go. He sends all the girls out, and they all start getting messed around with the other girls, native girls, who take off all their clothing and start licking their face. So hey. they're the other flight attendants, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I think this just made the slam just really want to start writing porn, like. Why you know the asylum would be so much more successful if they did just make porn. But here's the thing, that would actually cost them more money than what <laughs> they've been doing all along because uh because actual porn stars probably would make more money than than these poor schmucks do. This film apparently had a budget of 1 million, which I don't know. All these films seem to have abnormally large budgets. Yeah, seriously. And I I'm not going to say money laundering, but 
Mm, I don't know. But 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 money. No no, you can't say that. This is uh just just, just opinion. Allegedly. This is opinion. Allegedly. Um. One of the uh, people there gets the hotster briefcase man. <laughs> because why the fuck not? Oh, this is this is when she says uh, uh, she, when she says uh, he uh, who we do not name, referring to not King Kong. To be clear, yeah, briefcase man is like hanging out with this other girl who uh, she took him away. She's they like, know I each find... other, I guess. They don't. That's... But they did. I don't know. I don't think so. Because he he asks her like, "Why did you bring me here?" Well, uh, yeah, because she has the hots for him. Uh, so they know each other? I don't know. I probably not. They, she probably just likes him for some but reason. But she has the hots for him. Yeah, for some reason. Uh, and she brought him here. Yeah, the leader. But they don't know well, each other because the leader apparently has tons of wives, and um, I guess she she's annoyed by that fact, and she wants a different relationship. I think is what they're trying to go for. Uh, not good enough for pol- too good for polygamy, are you? The scene's like forty seconds long, so it's kind of hard to get an idea of what the writers were going for in this, uh, all the scenes. Every, every uh, uh, all, all, all the scenes with actual useful information are forty seconds long, and all the scenes that are bullshit are five minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Um, they sort of kicked the the reporter didn't want any of the sort of groping, uh, so she got sort of kicked back into the prison room with Ed. Who's also still there? Uh, they sort of begin to explore the caves, and they find Crazy Guy's room. Who we then find out he's from the plane crash that we saw the cockpit gun. And he took all of the machinery off, so he has the black box from that plane crash. And also, he implies that King Kong's watching over the planes too. And then we get some more uh, uh, asylum uh, bullshit again. Just a bunch of it. Tell me more. Oh, so one of the um, the girl who uh, was taken away after being groped is on a sacrificial table thing, and they're sort of trying to pour liquid onto her throat. They're doing a little bad forced thinking or drank it. Already, if like forced, like as force feeding in a way, is just sort of open her mouth and sort of dump it from really high. Bit, yeah, yeah, just sort of yes, yeah, sp- spill it down her face and just like that's good enough. And it doesn't work either because she doesn't actually get affected by it. <laughs> We should find out later. Is the idea that like they've been hypnotized or something? Yes, that's that's what they go for from whatever drink. It's it's like they're drinking from this skull thing. Hey, Skull Island, huh? Uh, uh. Wait, I don't get it. I'm not sure there's something to get. I'm kidding. I get it. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Where was I? All right. Uh, so yeah. So she's being sacrificed. Not being sacrificed. She, mind control. And she gets away. She gets away. Yeah. She doesn't really get away. She just doesn't get affected by the treatment. But she does get away. She just sort of like gets out of her binding somehow when like everyone else is gone and just runs off, which is just par for the core in the asylum movie. In the asylum movie, I, I've I've come to realize that um, if you're tied up in the asylum movie, you have probably about a seventy five percent chance of escaping. Just just working your way out of those bindings. <laughs> I think they let her go because I think they think the poison worked or whatever. Because uh, she is in costume later on, so I assume they yeah whatever. I thought, this is not I thought important. They put her in, I thought they put her in costume when they tried to sacrifice her. Oh, I guess they did. Because she has the skull. But she, 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 she doesn't have the uh, face. She doesn't have the face paint on though. 
until yeah, she he does. Does she? Yeah, when, scene? It, yeah when, they're, when she's all tied up. I don't remember. Who cares? Okay, anyway. Uh, Briefcakes Man is talking to the girl, and um, she just sort of gives some info that the creatures eat humans, um, and they're planning to sacrifice Ed. And this is sort of stupid, because why do the animals eat humans? It's only sort of stupid. It's sort of stupid, because it's, it's, it's very stupid. There you go. It's... How did the animals live before people crashed, landed, if they only eat humans? Uh... Don't think about it. Okay. Briefcase man heads back to the cave uh, prison. And he tells, he then finally reveals why his whole mission is, is to deactivate a nuke. Because one of the planes that crashed in the uh, uh, Amazon was holding a nuke. Yeah, it's just holding a nuke. For some, re- so for some reason, it was going over the Amazon. Just holding a nuke. Um, a, a live nuke. Yeah. Because that's what they do when they transport nuclear bombs. They, they they keep them live. They don't <laughs> yeah. they don't they don't they don't turn them off. Were they dropping the nuke in the Amazon somewhere? Was that was that the mission? Maybe. I mean, if they're just drop it, then it'd just be like, oh, it didn't go off. <laughs> I don't know. Um. So, uh, Ed is then taken away and is forced to be a sacrifice with dragons. So we think sort of cut to the daytime. He's like hung up in sort of a cross-esque sort of pull thing or whatever. Him along with someone else from the the wreckage who didn't tag along. Yeah, um, he gets killed by the dragons. Mm-hmm. And a, and a wonderful CGI shot mm. of just a dragon head going glomp like <laughs> like a like, like a like a hungry hungry hippo uh, out out of the side of the frame. Uh, just the neck just goes whoop over his over his face. Yeah, both the woman, uh, both Dana and I believe her other name's Natty, the flight attendant, and uh, the uh, person who's crushed by the the rocks or the pole, the mattress thing from the plane. The seat. This is the row of seats. Yes. Uh, who we've been? Yeah. Anywho. Um, he's trying to get their attention to help them get out, and then Dana looks at Ed and winks, which implies that she's not under the control of whatever mystical, magical thing is mind controlling them all. And Jesus Christ, King Kong finally shows up and kills everyone. Kills everyone, kills all the dragons. That's uh, yeah. Dana frees are... Ed, and Ed runs away. Uh, we're finally reached the hour and seven minutes mark in the film, so King Kong can now do things again. Mm-hmm. So while they're sort of fleeing from King Kong, they finally see the cockpit or the nuke is at, or I guess airplane. Um, it's the co- yeah, it's the cockpit of the airplane. Yeah, the nuke's there. Uh, this is a totally different plane, I guess, right? I guess the, we've had what? Yeah, we've had what? Six, crash six, seven planes. How many? How many plane crashes are we on by now? This is like the third, fourth, fourth. I feel like it's at least the fifth or sixth. Well, we can calculate this. Okay, one they crashed on, one they found. There was the fighter jet, and then there was this one. So I guess it's oh, four. I guess it's I guess it's only four. It feels like more because the the CGI shots don't align with the actual sets, so it just feels like more planes. Um. 
yeah, so Briefcase Man is sort of disarming the nuke, finally. So we're sort of at the climax of this film. Uh, the woman who fancied him from oh, earlier God, <laughs> suddenly no, shows up. Not this, not this scene. <laughs> and then she's like, what do you want from me now? And uh, she throws him a spear, and then she takes out some bamboo nunchucks. Oh. Cue stupid fight scene. Not nunchucks, because they're not tied together by a chain, but same basic concept, like two bamboo sharpened sticks, basically. And they have a, 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 a karate Also, a, just the worst fight. Oh, my God. They, don't, it's they like, have these sort um, of... Um, they have a punch sound every time they hit the sticks with each other. You know, you know the choreography of like the first lightsaber fight in a Star Wars movie yeah, where it's Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi, and there it's kind of slow yeah. and clunky, and it's and it's Bwah. not really like lining Bwah. up, and like and it's and it's just like it's just it's just it it's two guys like like kind of swinging tapping sticks and it's sticks, tapping yeah. and it's i think those are made it's, out of glass not, actually and it's not really lining up properly so it's like eh, 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 like you know it's it's like that but but with like but it's but it's, but we're supposed to believe this is like super like hardcore and badass they don't know what to, they don't know they're doing their sound effects though because they just sort of throw them in there randomly when it's, things happen. There's a sound effect that sort of pops up. I'm sorry. This is the studio that, like, you know, gave seagull sound effects to an alien. <laughs> so I'm sure these people know now, what they're hey, doing. Well, I mean, <laughs> at least the seagull sounds were sort of there. Like, at least there was sort of happened every time the alien did a thing that made a seagull sound. I don't think flesh punching sounds should happen when you hit two sticks next to each other. I don't know. King Kong shows up at the plane too. There, but hey, it's it's the Amazon. They're weird flesh sticks, you know. Okay, they're not like they're not like our normal bamboo sticks. They're 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 different. They make little psh, psh sounds. Yeah, <laughs> they make yeah exactly. The, the, the they make punch, little, like, yes, the punch stock they, effect sounds. They they make they make the stock like meat punching sound effect. They're it's it's a very it's 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 weird exotic botany. Don't ask me to explain it. Uh, so yeah, briefcase man then manages to get around her and starts to try and choke her out, and then she manages to stab him. Uh, choke her out while like not holding the stick yeah. anywhere near. And her somehow, neck. somehow, while she stabs him, he sort of lets go, but then she still dies. Yeah, don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, so he's stabbed. She's dead. Uh, he he flees the plane for some reason. He sort of walks out, even though he's a gaping wound in his sort of chest. He sort of just just sort of leaves the airplane instead of finishing up the nuke. Uh, the military finally arrives and then crashes like idiots. Oh my god, the fighter jets show up, and I guess it's supposed to be like you know emulative of when King Kong is swatting at planes from the Empire State Building. Um, they don't last long. But the plane, three except, military except that, jets, except, and they except all that crash. the planes crash themselves because the whatever thing on the island is causing the crash yeah yeah they don't ever apply what it is you ever they're just like oh it's it, it's planes pl planes can't fly here like someone just has a throwaway line along those lines it's like why they just can't um yeah so the military mission didn't work out uh so they then find briefcase man who is dying and demanding that they set off the nuke the nuke. Yes, the nuke. The, <laughs> the nuke. nuke. The nuke. He, we okay. should set off the nuke. The nuke. And for some reason, to be like right next to the detonation to activate it. Mm -hmm. uh, 
King Kong is fighting all of the dragons now. They're also flying around him because they hate each other for some reason. Um, Ed manages to lure him near to the cockpit where he then King Kong then picks up the cockpit, the, the cockpit, and starts trying to swing it at the dragon. Oh, and and before the before you get there, the uh, uh, the guy, the one surviving doctor guy he has told the two surviving women you gotta run you gotta go you gotta run from the new <laughs> that's just i it's sort of the thing within starts really throwing rocks at them it's like get out i hate you i hate you get out. i never no, want to no. see you again i hate you no 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 but no, no no he doesn't do that but but <laughs> but he does be like you have to go you have to run run from again from the nuke yeah the nuke Run away nuke. from the nuke. Um, the nuke. So, yeah, Edler's in the nuke, and King Kong is holding the nuke in his hands, basically, so he detonates it, and it blows up uh, with pretty much zero shockwave. Uh, it, it blows up, and it's just a regular ball. Realistically, what happened would then, suddenly, all of the two girls' skins would probably get fried off, and Ed would Realistically, what would happen is everything anymore. within a 50 mile radius would be, like, you know, incinerated, and a giant mushroom cloud would appear. But no, it's just a regular bomb. Yeah. It just has the it has the, the radius well, of a. Even a normal, normal bomb would have a shockwave of some sort. It just sort but of goes just, off but, and nothing but happens. But it's the size of a normal bomb. It only takes out not Kong and the dragons, and that is it. It leaves Again, a huge a crater, too. Uh, it's it's it, it's not that big. And perspective made it look pretty large. The shot they showed of them looking over the crater—it's sort of absurd. Ugh. Anywho, um, they're all they're all sort of mourning over John, who was was killed from the nuke, the nuke, you seem... know. And suddenly, well, John comes out of nowhere, and he's actually alive, and most likely just full of cancer. Just, oh my god, he's cancer. completely irradiated. He should be glowing they, they, green they kiss by too. now. Don't kiss that guy. He's full of cancer mm. and radiation. Don't kiss him. Um, and and then and then I think photography ladies. Uh, uh, he says we're gonna die here. Lady. We're gonna die here, and he goes not today. And then he dies from cancer. But tomorrow, I'm sure tomorrow, all all three of these people are dead, but from not cancer. today. From all the radi- horrible radiation, their bones will sort of rot away. I'm sure. Also, the nuke uh, how- that went off. Also, does the radiation now, now to be clear, does the nuclear radiation um, make them eradicate? <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at here. Does this solve or uh, worsen the problem of giant monsters? I mean, radiation doesn't really work like that, though. It probably just gives them really awful mutations in the. It's a movie. Oh, sure, sure. It probably kill everything off though because it's a nuke. They oh shouldn't even God. be alive. Nothing should be alive at this point. Nothing within like a fifty mile radius should be alive. And even larger for the radiation zone. Probably. Oh my god, yes. This is like a modern nuke, I assume it is. This is like a nuke that was made I don't know. Recently enough where they have just they haven't said anyone out to do it, deal with it yet. Recent enough that the federal government feels compelled to transport it around, apparently. Yeah. So I assume it's I assume it's like I don't know, a Cold War nuke at most. It's not like a sort of a World War II nuke. Oh so it's a probably a really massive blast rage with a huge Well, there's only, effect. well, to be fair, there are only, only three examples of World War II nukes, and all of them were detonated. Yeah. I'm saying, but I'm saying it's probably a, it's probably pretty, I don't know, 
It's probably a, a current nuke. It's probably pretty recent, and it probably is very powerful, and it probably would have a bigger explosion than what we see in it the would, movie. Yeah, it would absolutely kill everything on that the region they walked around, for sure. Why introduce a nuke? It's the <laughs> fucking You could just set a thing. bomb. That was the big secret. That's what we were building up to at Briefcase Man. He he was he he had to di- dis- dissemble a disable a nuke. That's the big secret we were building up to. That's what was so important that he couldn't tell anyone about what was in the briefcase. Literally, that'd be the easiest thing to throw out. Okay, let me explain. A plane crashed in this area. Uh, it had a nuke on board. Well, he's he's trying to be to top disable secret. It. He could have said that in the first five minutes, and everyone would have been like, oh, okay, um, should we help you with that? Like, maybe we could help you with that, you know? Um, and yes, help help is definitely coming because, again, there's this act, uh, uh, active nuke here in the jungle that has to be disabled. Like, yes, help is definitely coming. Like, this could have all been said the first five minutes after the plane well, He is trying to be top secret because he also threatens to kill them if they know. Uh, they're, they're on the film if they knew what side of the briefcase. Uh, um... So that is the film King of the Lost World. Oh wait, it's a little stinger. Does it? We see one surviving dragon. Oh okay. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Well, there it is. Yeah. Um, let me give you a little bit of um, crazy credits. Uh, no giant apes or dragons were harmed during the production of the screenplay. Maybe some giant scorpions got mad, but that's about it. How dare you? How dare you anger some scorpions? <laughs> something you something interesting. This too, it also states that um, we recommend staying away from uh, Bermuda Triangle-esque locations. Okay, so is it the Bermuda Triangle? Is it an island? Is it the Amazon? Is it the desert? What is it? It hardly matters because the plane crashes into it. I'm not really sure why uh, Case Man even knows. Really. But all these people definitely die tomorrow, correct? For sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even tonight, either really, f- later. Either from, radi- either from starvation or radiation or that last surviving dragon uh, killing them. Or the giant scorpions. Or maybe the maggots in uh, What's-Her-Name's Lake Womb. <laughs> uh, which was a terrible idea, by the way. Um, yeah, what's weird is this, the, the, they show this sort of, at the end of the movie, they show this sort of shot of them looking over the crater. And it's the weirdest perspective because they're literally right next to the crater's edge, which means the bomb went off and they're a couple inches away from where the the crater is. So, And the coloration of the shot looks really weird, too. It almost like looks like it's like it's it's fading into like a picture book illustration. It looks really weird. Yeah. So uh, do you recommend this film? Oh, gosh, I'm going to have to think about. No. <laughs> Haven't had one we recommended in a while. Uh, yeah, I don't think we've recommended one since. Um, well, obviously we recommend the source and oh, Bloody Bill. I think Bloody yeah. Bill was the last one we rec- recommended. Um, yeah, this film this film was definitely better than the previous two. It at least had some things happen. That's not a high bar. No. Actually, I don't know if I consider this one better than uh, War of the Worlds. You know what's tragic? The guy who plays the pastor, uh, the Egyptologist in um, in this movie, he dies in every single film. 
You're right. He's never made once to the end of the film. I totally thought he was going to make it to the end of yeah, this yeah, film he looks because like the main he character. is he totally is like the main character for the first like half of this movie. What is that guy's name anyway? It is uh Rhett Gills. Rhett Gills. That's an Australian fucking name for you. Oh, for clarification, I was constantly saying John. I meant Ed. John is the guy who was killed. Um, oh. Ed is just replace your name. We said John with Ed. You're gonna you're gonna go back into the recording and be like, so when Ed was <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. That is not worth it. Yeah. Um. So I guess uh, next week we're watching Exorcism: The Possession of Gail Bowers. Based on the horrifying true events that inspired The Exorcist. Sorry, The Possession of Gay Bowers? Gail Bowers. Gay Bowers? G-A-I-L. Gail. Oh, Gail. Oh, like, like a hurricane. Sure. From the horrifying true story that inspired The Exorcist. I don't think there is a true story that inspired The Exorcist. That's no, yes. It's Exorcism. The Possession of Gail Bowers. Coming to a theater near you. Well, t- to to a blockbuster video near you. In 2006. This, this this is the asylum. Let's be re- let's be realistic here. So get ready for that. Uh, whenever that comes out, when we get around to doing that podcast. <laughs> um. Hey, I should probably pl- I should probably plug the email again. Which is, of course, as always, enter the asylum podcast at gmail.com. That it's is. Enter the asylum podcast at gmail.com. No spaces. And that's not part of the no uh, spaces. That's not part of the email. That's not part of the email. All right. Address. Uh, any last things to talk about or say? Or I think we're done here? Nope. All right. Cool. I guess we're done here. <laughs> that Bye. was a podcast. That was a podcast. He has no style. Has no grace. This car has a funny face. He can handstand when he needs to and stretch his arms out just for you. Inflating himself just like a balloon. This great Z car just sings this tune. Yeah.